0: Welcome to The Kickpod, your weekly D&M on the stuff that matters. One, two, three.
1: Hello, Lozzie. Hi, Stevie. I'm so excited because you are going to be a bride in four days. Yeah. Is that right? Well... Wait, it's when, Tuesday? Yeah. Wedding is Saturday. So Three days. Wednesday, Thursday. Oh no, four days. Well, it's always if you count the day. Yeah. Anyway, very soon. I'm very so excited, so. <laughs> and we just, we just Steph let me. It was very nice. I've been asking for this for a while, but Steph has been, and I, I really, it's been awesome. You've been very private about your wedding. You haven't. I mean, you could have really put it out there but you wanted to keep it something special for you and Josh because a lot of our life is online and I think it's really nice that you wanted to keep that private and and to yourself
0: so yeah I mean we will be sharing stuff but I really um can't thank you guys enough for I suppose accepting that and giving us that privacy but we did do a little
1: quick bonus podcast which will be coming out monday
0: Yes, I think. Well, we're playing for Monday, but it's going to be after the wedding, so after the weekend, you'll just you'll see a little bonus episode pop up. So make sure you're subscribed, so you get the notification, <laughs> so you know exactly when it comes. And that is a quick twenty minute Q and A between
1: Steph and I, and yeah. I just ask her about basically about how she's feeling about yeah. the wedding, and it's beautiful chat. So I hope you guys enjoy that. But for today, yeah. It's another wedding themed episode.
0: Yeah, we've got, so we've got Kaya and Mon. So Kaya is the head designer at One Day Bridal. She is doing my dress. She's. Did she did my hens dress that all of you guys might have seen already she's doing I've got two dresses on the day so ceremony and reception and she's been amazing to work with mm. um I've known Kai through the industry and knew a few friends that had used her for their weddings um and just the experience with her from my first fitting onwards has been amazing um and her whole team are awesome we did do a custom guide guide sorry What the hell am I saying? We did do a custom (laughs) gown, so I did have to go in for a lot of fittings, but they always made the appointments so awesome and like worked around me which was really helpful and they're super close to our office which was half the reason I was so stoked when when I got along with Kyra at the start and I was like, yep, this is going to work for me and then I realised how close they were to our literally office so literally amazing. Um, so it's been a really beautiful process and I'm absolutely in love with both dresses and I can't wait for you guys to see them. And then Mon is a super, she's an old friend, I've been working with her in the industry for years now. She's one of my favourite makeup artists. Um, yeah, I work with her a lot because... I just love the way she, she knows my face. I think whenever you work with a makeup artist enough and they get to know your face, you just can kind of trust that they're going to get it right. And I think I've literally been saying to her for like five years and every time, <laughs> every time we work together, like you're going to do my wedding one day. So I'm really excited that she's going to be there on the special day and, and be doing my makeup. And I just thought I'd get them both on for you guys because um, a lot of you were sending in a lot of questions to do with wedding prep. And I thought – I did actually get a question poll up. So a lot of you guys directly knew that I was going to have the girls on. And so we've answered all of your questions to do with trying on dresses, how do you know when you've got the right dress, um, and then all the beauty stuff, like if you want to do your own makeup, what are good brand recommendations, or all all that sort of stuff. Um, So it's a very good bridal prep one. If any of you are thinking about getting married or if you are – getting married and you just want that kind of info this is going to be very helpful for you it and was very helpful for me yeah. and it's not <laughs>
1: particular to your to Steph's, to yeah. your wedding no. it's very informational so it's not
0: like yeah. if you're
1: not Steph It's no. not applying to you It's no, just no, answering no. All the questions You would want to know I suppose about Totally Your makeup And your hair And getting ready And, and the yeah. dress And what the process is And how you do it And yeah. all
0: of those things That
1: people like me Have no idea about So it's so I hope it. you guys Find it <laughs> helpful
0: um, And yeah And we did touch on Like our own little stories And both the girls Have been married before So it was, it was also nice To have that personal touch In there But hope you guys Enjoy it And uh, let me know Let us know What <laughs> you think know. Just let me know Let us know what you think <laughs> (laughs) Well, hello, Kaya and Mon.
2: Hello. Hey, Steph.
0: Welcome to the KickPod. So, because there's two of you, I'll get Kaya you to say something just quickly so people know your voice. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Kaya. And Mon. Hello, how are you? Good. <laughs> so, I wanted to start off with letting everyone else get to know you guys a little bit. Um one I've known you for years now, yep. Kaya, more recently, but I've seen you quite a lot <laughs> in the lead up to the wedding. Have. Um So, for everyone else knowing, um, a few questions did come up about how you guys got into what you do. Um, Kaya, we'll start with you. How did you get into wedding dress design?
2: Yeah, definitely. So I actually previously to getting into the industry was a police officer mm-hmm. and got engaged myself and found that I was out shopping with my mum and it was just a completely different experience to what I'd expected. Um, it was quite stale and mm-hmm. old and a lot of sort of big ball gown dresses and through that I am actually met a designer who was lovely and I started the process with her, but what I found is my expectations to what I was receiving as the product was completely unaligned. Mm -hmm. So I went through with her and then two days before my wedding received a dress, which was completely different to what we'd agreed on. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side of that, I actually ended up working for her for a while and loved the industry loved the fabrics loved the dressmakers and the old nonnas in the workroom sewing everything up so I decided to sort of actively pursue it more by learning after hours and then um from there just it grew like the passion for bridal grew and I ended up um leaving her and then had some people approach me and say can you help me with my process and had started a Facebook page with some images that weren't necessarily bridal specific Mm -hmm. but um really sort of for me would different but could be bridal mm-hmm. and then we just took it from there and one day bridal started in a second bre- bedroom and then <laughs> went to a small shop and then went grew to a bigger place in South Melbourne and continues to grow which is exciting.
0: So it's just an interest that sparked like out of your own personal experience. You weren't, did you do any like fashion mm-hmm. w- so growing
2: up? <laughs> Interestingly enough my mum had her own athletic company mm-hmm. um, brand and she used to make us make Barbie clothes <laughs> and also our own tracksuit pants which was terribly daggy <laughs> when you're in high school and 16 yeah. and people are in their Nike tracksuit pants and you've got some terry-toweling disaster happening <laughs> <laughs> um, but from there I was quite creative and I I could sketch really well and I did know my fabrics and I did know basic garment construction mm-hmm. so it was about just then growing that and learning more and a lot of it was self-taught mm. through just being
3: curious.
0: Mm. It's really cool. Yeah.
2: And what about you, Mon? How did you become a makeup artist? Was it something
0: you always wanted to
3: do? It was something I always wanted to do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I took an interest in it um, in high school. Mm. Um, when I was in high school, there was no YouTube, Instagram. Mm. There was I didn't really know what a makeup artist was. Yeah. And um, I just knew that I had like a real passion for... For it, yeah. and, and particularly hair, because I, I could I could go and buy a curling wand, and I could do my friend's hair and things like that. And I started doing makeup for the school play. Mm-hmm. They had a makeup kit, and we put makeup on the actors. And <laughs> I just thought that that was the best thing ever. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was like the only reason I wanted to go to school was yeah. when the school play was on, so I could put yeah. makeup on people, and just thought it was amazing. Um, and was um, yeah, well it was an unusual career choice because. I didn't want to be a hairdresser in a salon, and a beauty course involved like massage and waxing, and I wasn't mm. interested in that either. And mm. so I had this passion for makeup, but I didn't really know what the job was, and then sort of thought, oh, maybe I could do movies and that sort of thing, mm. um, and found a course. Like now, there are lots of courses. Mm. At the time, there was like two, mm. um, and did a year long, it was called a um, Diploma of Entertainment Makeup, mm-hmm. and it covered all different areas like fashion, film, TV, special effects. Beauty, everything, mm-hmm. and um, I was just like, "Yeah, this is <laughs> this is me. This is what I'm doing." Did a bit of work experience in movies and TV, and it just really wasn't for me. And eventually, mm-hmm. found more fashion, and um, yeah, I really liked the side of it that was about making people look and feel really beautiful and doing something really special. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did wedding a lot of weddings yeah. throughout my career, um, and but now mostly focus on the fashion side of things. But yeah, I, I was really lucky to find it really early, considering how little there was. Available for me to access information. I would. I couldn't watch YouTube tutorials like mm. people do now. I, mm. I had makeup books. That's how I ignited I my thing. passion. Yeah. And you still love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and you're one of my faves. Oh, thanks. Always Absolutely. have been.
3: Yeah. I've been doing your makeup for a really long time. Yeah.
0: Over six years now. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I love it though. And I think when it came to picking someone for, my makeup. I feel like I've been saying it to you, though, on almost every job over the last six years. I'm like, you're going to do my you wedding makeup one it day. a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> so when it came around, I was like, yes, I can finally properly ask you. Yeah, oh, well,
3: it's such an honour and I, I can't wait to do it. And I, you're one of my favourite clients to do so. Thanks. Yeah. So
0: what? I know to both of you, weddings must be... There's such a magical time for obviously the bride, but um, I'm I'm sure when you're working on it or doing either hair and makeup or the design process with someone, it can be really tough and stressful at times as well, because all you want to do is make that person feel amazing. But they can Absolutely. also be very stressful and I'm sorry if I've been that no, person oh
3: <laughs> you've been like the you could not most, be like the most opposite <laughs> so like actually easy. The
0: most killed yeah. bride <laughs> ever um, we had a different idea from my hen's dress hen's, hens dress no yes reception dress reception dress That's reception right. dress and then you made the calco version and I was just like you didn't kill me but but I that's part like of the it. process. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, you know, you were so good at doing, which, you know, is really hard for some people, but you were incredible and I'm sure it comes with your experience is you verbalised it straight away. <laughs> and so it wasn't like we'd got all the way to the end yeah. and you were like, actually, no, and I knew that I should have trust my gut instinct yeah. from that point. You said it as soon as you looked <laughs> in the mirror, you are like this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then you can easily overcome it and just pivot and do something else which yeah. we did yeah, and I'm did. so exci- and I'm oh, I so know. I love much it more, now. more excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same,
0: same. But I know at the time I felt terrible and and when you said you've you've done a lot of weddings in yep. the past and everything mm-hmm. like that um what did you go, what did you love about doing the weddings
3: what i loved about doing weddings was being able to make someone look and feel really special on what is like the most important day yeah. of their life um, working in fashion is great but often models are used to getting their makeup done and you might do a really beautiful makeup and they kind of look in the mirror and go yep Yep, that's this me every day. Is, this is yep. me at work. Yep. And then they get up and it's sort of it's not really for them. It's yep. more you're doing it for the client and for like the good of the whole photo shoot. Yeah. Whereas when you're putting makeup on someone who maybe doesn't wear a lot of makeup or isn't used to that kind of treatment and then they look in the mirror and they're just like blown away at how good they look. Mm. That's really, really lovely. Mm. And um yeah, just seeing seeing people at their absolute happiest surrounded by people who love them and there's just so much joy yeah um as it should be it's it's obviously not not everyone has like the easiest wedding days or the easiest wedding lead up but um I always really enjoyed being like a calm and really positive presence around people on their wedding day and um yeah just making it a celebration and just seeing the positive and, you know, get it's to create really beautiful. those memories with these yeah. girls
2: and form like long standing relationships. I know with a lot of my clients yep, and Monia would be the same, where you, you know, they are going to look back probably in 20 mm. and 30 years and probably remember us as being a part of that journey with them, which totally. is so exciting. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, makes, gives yeah. you the warms and puzzles. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it definitely, definitely does.
0: What about your own bridal journeys? You've both been married. Yeah. We are, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Well, Kaya made my wedding dress, which um, was always something I knew was going to happen. I'd Mm. done a lot of photo shoots for One Day Bridal, so we we had an existing relationship already. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, so that was the dress part of it was quite an easy choice for me. I did go and look around at other places to get some ideas and I planned to go to one day last, mm-hmm. knowing that that's where I was going to end up so that I could kind of go armed with like, I tried this on and this wasn't good, but I tried this on and this was good and I had a whole bunch of ideas. So by the time I got to Kaya, I, I, I had a bit of a plan already. Um, so that was an amazing experience and mm. loved my dress and yeah, it was so lovely. And you did your own makeup, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I did think about having someone else do it, but in the end, I'm just... I was not very good at sitting still for a very long time <laughs> and I knew I couldn't do my own hair mm. and I knew that what I wanted with my hair was going to take a while and the idea of sitting for an hour and a half having my hair done and then sitting for another hour having my makeup done just didn't seem like a yep. great option for me <laughs> yep. and I just knew if I did my own makeup it would be like a really good distraction for me <laughs> and... Um, and it was something that i really wanted to do and really enjoyed it but i had i had other makeup artists there doing my bridesmaids and family yeah. so if i thought if i'm not coping on the day there were people there yeah. to help me but um i also i know how to do my own makeup really well i didn't have to really think about it and yep. it just kind of happened i just i unpacked my kit and then i was like i'm just going to do my eyes and i'm just going to do my skin and I'm, and then before i knew it it was yeah. it was done and um I was sitting across the table from one of my friends who was getting her hair done at the same time and she was just watching me being like, I can't believe what I'm watching. Like yeah. you were just watching this kind of transform in front of me and I it was I was so kind of doing it absent mindedly. Yeah. Um but I guess that's because that's what I that's what I do. I yeah. know it so well. So when you know your, you know, own content, it's yeah, pretty, exactly. very easy. But I'm so glad I did my makeup myself. It was really Yeah. Yeah. It was gorgeous special, anyway. and lovely yeah I can't it, it was so long ago
2: so I've nearly been married <laughs> in 10 years which is crazy but it at that time in the wedding industry it wasn't really a thing like we didn't have Pinterest mm-hmm. we didn't have Instagram socials wasn't around so a lot of so, where do you get your inspiration, inspiration from? Inspiration was from like magazines. magazines. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel so I
2: know. old. But
0: it's like also, it's still my favorite way to yeah. look at it. Like, I love getting like Vogue or all of those magazines that have all that. I feel like that's so much more fun looking through that and flicking yeah. through the
3: pages. Flicking through the print and
2: like yeah. scrapbooking
3: almost. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, what we had to out, do. Yeah. 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 When people used to come and have their trials, they would bring like clippings from oh my magazines. <laughs> that's what they would... I
2: love it. Yeah, yeah. So, that's what I remember, you know, and I I think it was my first opportunity at that stage in my life, having been at the water police, which was incredible in its own way, but was, you know, very operational. Mm. Um, it was my first opportunity to be creative again. So, you know, I really took control and, and sometimes do like to take control. Mm. in, And so planned every little element and just enjoyed every part of the process and we got married on a farm um where we had to bring everything in Mm. so from the linen to the toilets to you know the generators for a kitchen and all of those things that I had no idea about going in so naively (laughs) and then as the process unraveled it became more apparent why wedding stylists are so important (laughs) and planners to help um but we did do it all ourselves but it looking back now, it was, I think it's a part of the process that actually got me to where I am, I am mm. now. So mm. otherwise, had I have done, not been that involved, I probably still would be in the police force.
0: So your dress, so someone else designed it,
2: but were you, was that kind of, did you say before that that's kind of where your interest sparked from? So Absolutely. So I sat down um, with this designer who you know she was a creative genius really wild in her personality and and very disorganized which was to my advantage at the sta- at that time in my life because she sort of just let me go through all her cupboards of fabrics mm. and you know speak to all her dressmakers and you know because I could sketch I sketched what I wanted and would send her inspiration and she sort of would almost guide me a little bit into, mm. oh, no, I don't want to do that or I do want to do that and working so closely to the project allowed me to learn so much at that stage um, which I really could see that I had it, a strong passion for yeah. it. It was beyond probably what I expected going into it but mm. I knew that it was something that I was really loving and probably a little bit too much mm. <laughs> at the time yeah. that I yeah. was – I didn't realise it would extend to what it is now but um, I really – Looking back in hindsight, it was definitely like even touching the different fabrics, understanding the different beadings, and then, and what could go with what, and what colours would suit, and layering different fabrics up as well, was really exciting at the time.
0: Hmm, that's really cool.
2: As still on the day though, I did not like my dress, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I ended up in like a three-tiered. I wanted chiffon, which is like quite a billowy fabric that like mm-hmm. sort of clings to your body a bit more. And I ended up in a stiff tulle. and I said to my mum on my wedding day, you know, mum, I look like a poodle. Oh. <laughs> and she just turned to me and said, he's a lovely boy, go and marry him. And that was, you know, at the end of the day, that's why we're all, all there. Yeah. yeah. So I just, you know, got down there. And then now, you know, it's a part of our experience and our process is just to make every bride happy hmm. and, and enjoy the enjoy that process as well because it is such a special time in your life as Mm. well as have a beautiful wedding gown at the end of it
0: and on wedding gowns we're going to jump into some of your questions guys um so we asked you to send in questions for both Mon and Kyra and so many of them are definitely to do with the prep and one question from Lucy was how long before your wedding should you be looking at or buying your
2: dress absolutely because it is a process and I think um It's really hard to understand, but, you know, there is time to make a dress. We have to go through stages with pattern makers. We Mm. have to source fabric. We don't have things on hand, essentially. Everything's made to order. So that's why, you know there is a bit of a delay in time because a lot of people these days are like, why can't I have it instantly? Mm. And it's, it's not about that. We take time to order special fabrics for you. We take time to have a pattern maker look at your pattern. Um, so, you know, we say at least four months out from the process mm-hmm. is when you should be purchasing the gown. So mm-hmm. ideally six months out is when you want to look. Um, if you are having something that's custom or bespoke, though, you really want to start between nine and 12 months because there are more steps in the process yep. as to, you know, just by choosing a sample off the rack and having that made in your size. Mm. And there is so many options now in bridal, which is incredible, and everyone does things differently. You know, for us, we do have two brands. We have One Day Bridal and we have Chosen, and Chosen is more of a you order to your size and then you have alterations, Mm. and One Day Bridal is more made to measure and more of that bespoke process. But other brands have other options too. So it's about, I think, investigating those brands that you're interested in, in, reading on their websites what they're Timelines are mm. and then making a choice, you know, going in and researching and trying on, and then making your choice from there. Mm. And I can,
0: I mean, I assume that this question might also be from the angle that, you know, what if your body weight changes, your measurements change, like wedge shred? Yeah, <laughs> wedge shred, or I don't know, maybe the opposite, but like, how, what are your kind of tips for, for brides so that, you know, if they have had something made for them or whatever and they've gone through their final fitting to just. I suppose, I think, I think I want to say is that there is this weird added pressure to brides. And I'm sure, I'm sure at some angle, uh, brooms, grooms, not brooms, <laughs> grooms get it too. But there's this big thing about weddings. Looking your best. Like looking right? your absolute best on your wedding day, being your skinniest or your most toned wedding day. And you do feel that pressure as a bride Absolutely. to like. Absolutely. Um, I know I have um, at times, but I think like one of the things I've loved with the fittings with you is like, you know, I've had days where it's been really tight, and I've been like, "Okay, this is how much my body fluctuates." Kaya, have fun with that. Um, but I've kind of understood that now, and I've decided to take the road of not caring because which is the best. There's road really you can, nothing you can do about it. Well, the
2: whole reason your partner has proposed to you is because he loves you the way that you are. Yeah. But as much as I tell that to girls, I feel like it sometimes just flies over their head because they do. You know, there is that pressure that they feel, and. It, wedge shred is a thing, it happens, mm-hmm. or it can go the other way where I have girls that fall pregnant mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. and so then you that is ha- a harder process mm-hmm. if that happens and um, there are a few more complications to the dress process, but you know, really you want to just feel healthy and you want to maintain mm-hmm. and with that will come everything else, but if you do lose a lot of weight, it does create a few complications for yeah. the dress, and, and we do need time to take it in. Um, and I do advise, you know, girls, when once they get three months out, you just want to maintain. Yeah, you don't want to be dropping weight yeah. because it it will actually provide you with more stress, yeah. which will then probably lead to more weight loss mm-hmm. um, or gain, mm-hmm. and that's nobody needs that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, Mon, what about skin prep? This question came up, I can't even tell you how many times. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, To just make sure that they're feeling awesome in their skin or their skin's looking at its best before the big yep.
3: day. So my main advice to people with getting their skin under control before a wedding is just not to do anything new mm. like the week before or days before <laughs> the mm. wedding. Like there's no point in changing your skincare a week out from the wedding because skincare takes kind of time for mm. your skin to adjust and to actually see a result. It's mm. not like you don't you just use something great it once. Makes and it makes look magical. Right. So <laughs> if that's something that you're looking to do, I would be looking in like the months or weeks leading up um, to getting some like good quality products and a really good routine to make sure that your skin gets under control but also giving yourself enough time that a product might end up having great results for you but while you're adjusting there might be a period where you get a little bit of breakouts or Mm. your skin just might react a little bit because it's new so you just want to give your skin time to like potentially go through a reaction Mm. And then to decide not to not to continue using those products, or mm. then to let your skin settle down, and then you can actually see like the positive results after that. And same with facials, like mm. don't go and get a facial you've never had before mm. three days before your wedding because you don't know that you're gonna mm. have it. But different facials work differently. Sometimes they're designed to like draw things yeah. out from your skin and bring things to the surface so that then you get getting rid of it. Whereas others are designed to like put moisture in. And so even
0: peels, like I've done some facials yeah. where like for a good week my yeah, skin is downtime. peeling. Yeah, there's downtime. Yeah,
3: yeah. And so I would always say like in the months leading up if you want to go and have a facial go and have a facial at like a good reputable place that you've been recommended to i wouldn't mm. i wouldn't be getting like a um you know random groupon or something yeah. like <laughs> I, or somewhere that, with someone that you know has recommended ask yeah. your makeup artist yeah. like they usually know good places um and watch your skin after having a facial so like sometimes your skin is the best the day after a mm. facial and sometimes your skin is the best a week after a mm. facial so if you've if you're having one with enough time, you can actually watch and take note and be like, oh, actually, my skin was better, like, the next day, and then you know to book it in the day before your wedding and then you know that that's a predictable mm. result. Mm. So um, I just think not doing anything drastic right before mm. is is um, the best thing to do. And... Um, also, things like you don't want to go and get like facial waxing mm-hmm. or threading or yeah, anything you've like that. You told me about
0: one time that someone.
3: Yeah, it, it happens a lot. People go and get their <laughs> go, they go and get their eyebrows done um, or like. You know, sometimes people have like a bit of fuzz on the side of their face, and they go and get that threaded. And then, um, while it's taken off the effect that they don't want, mm. what also happens is it can remove all those teeny tiny little baby hairs that we have all over our face. Mm-hmm. And then the makeup doesn't stick to those areas, mm. and there's just nothing you can do about it. Yep. So you sort of want to get all of that done, like at least a week, and yeah. more like two weeks. Yep. So it just gives a chance. All the, the the dark hairs that you want to be without will still be gone, mm. but that little sort of fuzz yeah. that you don't even know that you have yeah. will have a little bit of time to come back and then the makeup will actually stick. And also yeah. sometimes pulling hair out of your face, you might get like those tiny little white pimples. I was gonna say through.
0: I have to do my moustache every now and again and I always kind of get like get one or two little pimple, pim- Yeah,
3: pinkles. Oh my god, I can't talk today. <laughs>
0: pimples. So it's definitely not something I would experiment with. Yeah, you don't want
3: to do that too close to the day. So yeah. yeah. And and same thing, do it do it months in advance and see Try how your skin out. reacts. Everything mm. is just about no surprises on the day. Yeah and I've heard it's the same
0: because another question was around tanning. Um, So I've been told I mean luckily I've been working with Bondi Sands for like seven years so I've kind of got my tan down pat yep. but um, when you're getting a spray and all that sort of stuff and I've been working with all my bridesmaids and working out like what they want to do and stuff, they've already had their trial and like worked out the colour that they want because yep. they are all got different preferences. And, yep.
3: and do you want to get it the day before exactly. or two days before or how exactly. many showers do you want to have beforehand? Exactly. Yeah. so stuff you just how have to. How dark
2: do you want to go? Yeah, Yeah, One, yeah. <laughs> like some people like that really, 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 dark. Dark really dark and some just want a light tan like I think Mon some of the best advice you've given me over the years is even if you have an event or Mm. You know, a wedding is just even getting a really light one for more of a skin tone. Yeah, sometimes totally to just in photos it does come through generally better, but. If you know that your skin takes and you go really dark, don't do that. Yeah,
3: and if you're, like, naturally quite fair and you never, ever tan, why would you go and get a really, really dark spray tan on your wedding day? You look like a completely different person. You won't even look like like the same person. Like, it's one thing to just take a little bit of starkness away or even some people who are really fair. Like, you don't have to get a spray tan just because it's your wedding. Like, it should kind of reflect the best version of yourself. Yeah. And if that's not something you ever do, then don't do it. If it's something you do sometimes but you just want a subtle result, then that's you. absolutely.
0: I'm, um, it's so when, I mean, this podcast is going to come out in a couple of weeks, but while we're recording, it's Melbourne Cup tomorrow. And so I've got my spray tan lady. We're trialing, because uh, I've had the dark foam tanning solution, Boba Sands, on before, but I've never tried the liquid gold. So I'm trialing that now weeks yeah. before and mm-hmm. then we'll do whatever because as good as I am at tanning myself I was like no I feel like I want to get a spray tan for the wedding like, Yeah, <laughs> no, a bit different yeah definitely Absolutely. um okay what's next we've got one from Molly this is on to you Kaya yes what if you see a dress you like better
2: once you've already picked yours it's really interesting sometimes I feel like you can be so easily distracted during the process because you are constantly on this kind of image hunt where Mm. you're always on Pinterest and you're always on Instagram or socials in general. But I always say to girls, you know, there is a reason that you chose that dress in the first place. so you when you go through the process of choosing your dress you you try on many and mm. you come out and generally you've had a feeling and girls you can see they pull back their shoulders they stand tall and they just can't stop staring at themselves in the mirror because they look beautiful and so Once you, you know, have this time, generally, once you've ordered your gown and then you step away and you have time, sometimes you can start to doubt that because you haven't been back in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we do get phone calls where girls are saying, oh, I think I've chosen the wrong gown. Mm. And often we bring them back or we'll get them sometimes back in store to say, let's just put it on again and make sure that it is, you know – A valid feeling, Mm -hmm. or is it just because you're getting distracted by all the noise? Yeah, Yeah. and most of the time, I would say ninety percent of the time, it's just a bit of noise, and they put it back on, and they feel amazing, and they go, "I just needed that to, you know, remind remind myself that yes, that is the right choice." Totally, I can so relate to that. I mean, (laughs) I I've known the kind
0: of dress that I wanted for years now, so I think, and I think you felt it. Like I kind of walked in (laughs) knowing exactly what I wanted to do. You were so
2: sure. It was like the (laughs) best. I was like trying to distract you, Steph. Different options. Try this, all these different styles,
0: and I was like, uh, okay, for you, I will, but.
2: <laughs> and it was so laid back. It was like one of, probably one of the first times I'd met you. I might have met you at a few years Yeah, I think things. we met
0: briefly somewhere else. Yeah, before. somewhere
2: else. But so it was probably the first, you know, Proper real time, time I'd spent time yeah. with you. And you're like, no, that's it. And I was like, Um, but is there something else that you want to try? No, that's it. And I remember I left
0: it, and I was like, you know, like I'll probably go see other designers so I'll let you know but I walked out and I'm like, I'm not going to see anyone else. Like (laughs) She she gets my, yeah, anyway. But I can relate. You know when you search certain things or you've been following certain things Mm. then Instagram just grabs that and like my whole, uh, what's it called? The explore page. Yes. Is just wedding stuff. Like it's wedding (laughs) makeup, it's dresses and I really need to, I was talking actually Lisa Hamilton about this the other week. We need to like unfollow all the wedding accounts we followed because yes. no, I love my dress. Oh, but like incredible. every time I see this new dress come out, I'm like, oh, that's really pretty. And then all I do is like go into my Dropbox where I've got like yeah. these photos. All the fitting photos the and just remind myself. I'm like, <laughs> no, I really love it. I I need to yeah, but I think I need to unfollow them because I'm like, why do I the only reason I kept them open for a while is because I was helping Lausy try yes. to find something yes. for her. It was <laughs> like, you know, anytime I saw something that I would really like, I then just pushed it. To her. (laughs)
2: Absolutely. But don't you think it changes as soon as, like, you've come in for a recent fitting and you put it back on and I can tell by your face, like, (laughs) but you just have to reignite that feeling again. But you can easily be lost in the distractions that we have from social media. Tips for girls who want to do their own wedding makeup.
3: Yeah. So I'm,
2: maybe they're not
0: makeup artists like yeah, yourself. Yeah. But
3: yeah. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think if you if you know how to do your own makeup and you think you do it really well and you're confident that you're not going to feel too overwhelmed on the day mm. with that responsibility, then absolutely why not? Mm. My advice would be just to practice. Yeah. And maybe practice on a big day. So like maybe on your engagement party yeah. or your hen's day or bridal shower. Or, so like another
0: day where you might be feeling yeah, a bit like excited Yeah. Even or a day that distracted. you're going to have a dress fitting. Yeah.
3: Pr- have a practice because that way you can actually then put the dress on it starts to put the the whole look together um, if it depends what the motivation is behind doing yep. that if the motivation is because you don't trust somebody else but you maybe you actually deep down you want someone else to yeah. do it, it might just be a matter of finding the right person and you can always have trials Mm. You can always have trials, yeah. exactly. But yeah, I, I really think that if you're, you do not have to have a makeup artist just mm. because that's what everybody else does. Mm. Um, but invest in some good products. Mm. Um, don't just use the same stuff that you use every day. Like, mm. find it, find it like a, good, especially for skin, good quality primer, good quality foundation, and a setting powder. And mm. that way, like, you know that your skin is going to stay great all day. Yeah. And then your eyeshadows and that sort of stuff, you can use possibly stuff that you already have. Um, My advice, though, is it's a really big day. You don't normally wear a wedding dress, and you're not normally being followed around by a photographer. So you might just need to amp it up a little bit, a little more than what you would normally do, just so that it's a little more special. Not that you need to wear wear, like heavy makeup. Absolutely not. Um, And sometimes girls who normally wear a lot. Might this rule might not apply to them? They they can do what they normally do if you're normally wearing a full face. Yeah, but um, yeah, absolutely. If you if you're confident and you think that that's going to make you feel better and feel happy on your day, then do it. So, more on
0: that, I I, I suppose it's different to, uh, not different, I suppose it depends on the person's skin and the foundations they've used in the past, but uh, Liz has asked if you have any high recommendations for certain brands of foundations or products that could help last the makeup look.
3: Yeah, definitely. So, something that you have to consider first is what type of skin you have. Do you Mm. have oily skin? Do you have dry skin? Do you have combination skin? Mm. Do you have skin that reacts to certain things? Because there is no, I could never say that, oh, this is the best, because every Everybody's completely different. So you have to identify what sort of skin that you have. So if you have oily skin, you want to be using primers and foundations that's going to keep that under control. So you Mm. don't want to use something too luminous or too dewy because it's just going to enhance that kind of oily look, which isn't necessarily something that you want. Whereas if you're someone who's quite dry and then you put a foundation that's too matte or too powdery, it's just going to make you look flat and, you know, you want a little bit of um, life to your face. So Mm -hmm. that might have the opposite effect. So it really depends what type of skin... You have, um, but I'll tell you what I use for both of those. So, yeah. for normal to dry skin, or basically just for normal skin, I use a lot of Giorgio Armani Luminous Silk. Mm, it's one of my it's, it's, it's I a medium say. coverage, I love it's it. got like a dewy finish, it lasts beautifully, has really, really good colors. Mm. Um, if someone is more oily or they want a fuller coverage, I use Smashbox, I think it's called like 16 Hour Wear Studio Skin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or MAC Studio Fix Fluid. Mm-hmm. They are, they're both yeah fuller coverage and more matte mm. but you don't have just because it's full coverage it doesn't mean you have to wear it full, full coverage, coverage you, can, you can thin it out with a brush and um, so you get a more sort of subtle effect but those are the two that I really keep in my kit that pretty much covers everybody and whatever somebody might ask for. Often people wear sunscreen every day mm. under their makeup or they might wear a foundation with SPF in it. Mm. I wouldn't advise it for necessarily yep. for a wedding. You're not yep. sunbaking that day. Like I do recommend wearing sunscreen most days, but yep. for your wedding it's it's okay. The reason is because it can react to flash. So if someone takes a photo of you with a flash, yep. it can bounce back and then you might end up looking like you've got a bit of a white face yes, okay. and that's also why good quality products are so important because yep. they, they don't have those ingredients that cause that reaction. So Yeah
0: and I think there's also plenty I'm not sure about the ones that you mentioned but there is also like plenty of um, either primers or foundations that have at least got a little bit of SPF yep. in them anyway. So you
3: can put that on underneath yeah. and it gives you a little bit of protection. Yep. What about
0: like Uh, Is there like certain powders or anything that people should?
3: Yeah, so um, you can get a little compact translucent powder, which is Mm. a great thing to keep with you on the day and either with like a little powder puff or a little brush and just touch up on like your T-zone, anywhere that you get oily, so like forehead, nose, chin mm. and sides of your nose, anywhere that you find that you get a little bit oily. Um, I really like the MAC Prep and Prime mm. um, or By Terry I've got recently. If you're into something like a little more kind of high-end, it's, mm. it's more expensive but it's a lovely product. Mm. Um, or makeup Forever also does a really good translucent powder. Mm. Um, but, yeah, if you're looking at the ingredients, you don't want anything with a lot of titanium dioxide because okay. that's what gives that flashback. Right. Um, so, yeah, but generally good quality products don't have those ingredients so you Mm. don't have to worry but um i'm a big believer in like mixing expensive makeup with cheap makeup i think if you want to wear a cheap mascara or even like a cheap lip gloss that's Mm. absolutely fine Mm -hmm. you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with them but Mm -hmm. i do think with skin that's one of those products that yeah big day it's really got to last you know that that's where i would spend my money but not necessarily on things like eyebrow gel Mm. you can use a pharmacy brand eyebrow gel it's going to do the
0: same thing yeah totally that's great advice so, this one, Chloe has asked, and you kind of touched on it before, Kaya, about, you know, you kind of, as the designer, have seen girls have that reaction to a dress. But how – she's pretty much asked, as soon as you saw it, did you how, how did you know it was, like, the perfect dress? I mean, for me, I just felt really comfortable in it. Um it was kind of something I always had my eye on anyway one of your designs you'd had in the past I knew kind of what I want. I mean I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it but we had a really good talk and your sketches were awesome and I was got, I got really excited from that point but for me I tried on so many different ones and yeah I felt really stiff in some or I just felt like I would have to kind of I don't know stand differently in some and then in that one I just felt like I could chill out and we, and was
2: yourself you were yeah. yourself so, yeah. so I think you know feeling like you are yourself and it's like a You know, an extended expression of yourself as well. You know, if you are used to wearing comfortable clothes and you're not someone that likes rigid, stiff clothes that are a little bit uncomfortable, I wouldn't go for a fully corseted gown because you will be uncomfortable on the day. Um, It is wedding dress shopping is different though I do say to girls go with an open mind Mm -hmm. because it's not often that every day you try on a full length gown Mm. Um, you know there are some exceptions like yourself Steph and some you know people that do do red carpet that understand and have had the opportunity to try different styles of dresses on over time Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. those girls come in and it's a little bit easier because sometimes they have a really strong you know, um, opinion of what they want or but if you haven't been in that world, it's really hard to know what a structured gown is gonna feel like on. You might never have tried something with a corset mm. and you might really like that feeling of being pulled in or you might really hate it. Mm. So I think being open minded and there's consultants, you know, especially at One Day Bridal, they're They've seen girls in a lot of different dresses. Mm. They know the ins and outs of what they look like on and what their benefits are and how they look on the body and, mm. and what they can enhance and what they maybe are not good for as yep. well. So, you know, trusting them to maybe do a few picks with you to get you a little bit out of your comfort zone because yeah. often I find that girls will actually try on something unexpected and go, I never, ever thought that yeah. this would be my gown, but I love it. Mm. Um, and other times girls come in with a really strong opinion of their self-style and they nail it straight away. Yeah. Yeah. But you do hold yourself different. You do have, you know, a certain way that a girl walks out, I think with their shoulders. I always <laughs> can tell with their shoulders, it's almost like they put them back and they stand tall mm. and they feel comfortable yeah. for them, whatever yeah. that comfort means. And that's when I think you know. And some girls really struggle in the process too because there's this pressure that you're going to have that feeling mm. and that doesn't always happen. Mm. You know, there is times where it might be that you are going down more of a custom or bespoke process and you have to trust me as the designer yeah. to guide you like you Steph. We had that with the with the um, reception dress. That was yeah. completely from scratch
0: and that was really hard for me. I mean like I'm a very imaginative Yeah person, visual. But that was hard. Even when it came to the Culco bit, I was like I, I loved it, but then at the same time I was like, I
2: don't know, is it is it gonna be right. right? I don't know. Yeah. But once it was done it was like okay.
0: It Got was it. worth it. Then you know
2: I think you know whoever you're working with, I think talking to them is Mm. the biggest you have to have that relationship with the brand or the person or designer that you're working with where you feel comfortable to express yourself and how you're feeling yeah because if you don't have that then you're not going to end up with the desired result if you're going down the bespoke process but if you have that then you can really tell them how you're feeling and what it is you're concerned about and then we can alleviate those concerns and guaranteed we've heard it before so Mm. we'll know how to resolve that that problem or that sort of fear for you and then if it is a problem it can be changed and if if it if it isn't, and it might just be that it just needs a small tuck somewhere, or it, mm. you know, or it might need a fabric change. But it just depends on what the problem is and how it needs to be resolved. And because we are in an elevated emotional state generally, when you're in your bridal fitting, you've waited, you know, probably a bit of time to go in. You're a bit nervous about whether you're still going to like it still. Mm. Um, but most of the time, you get in there and you do stand tall and you love it.
0: Mm. I, and I love mine. <laughs> um, so, Mon, you had red lips on your wedding day. I didn't. You didn't? You had no. red nails? I had red nails. I always imagined you with the same matching lips. Where no. did I, have you done red lips for another event? No. Was so weird? <laughs> I must be thinking of all There was a of lot of red the, in yeah, our wedding, Yeah, you had though. a lot of... Yeah, there was okay. a lot of
3: red features. Yeah. Well,
0: um, Han has asked yep. about wearing a red lip on yep. her wedding day. Or anything to be wary of. Yeah.
3: So I whenever somebody would ask me at a trial if mm. they could that they wanted to wear red lips on a wedding day, my first question is, do you do it normally? Often, yeah. And are you prepared for the upkeep? Because yeah. it is more maintenance. Yeah. If a girl says that she always wears red lipstick and that is her look and that is she's going yeah. for this particular kind of look and that is absolutely what she wants, I'm all for it. Mm. Definitely go for it. Good quality product, Mm. something long wearing. Mm. And I would try something out in like the weeks leading up. So Mm. maybe go and buy like a good quality, long wearing, like a liquid lipstick. Mm. um, Sometimes the double ended where it's like the paint on one side and then the gloss on the other, Mm. or just like a more matte kind of, you know, with like a lip gloss style. Mm. Um, But something that sets and doesn't bleed and doesn't crack and doesn't make your lips too dry Mm. and that sort of thing. Um, If you've never done it, I don't encourage people to do something yeah. so different on their wedding day mm-hmm. because you're gonna walk out, and people are gonna be like, Who is that? Like yeah. she's never done that before. So yeah. you sort of wanna do something that still really represents you and so if that if that is you if red lips is your thing then I'm, I'm all for it but picking good products and and just to be prepared for the maintenance because it really looks terrible if it's worn off or it's smudged on your teeth or it's on your teeth <laughs> or if if it's really drying and it makes your lips cracked like that's also no good so so if you're if maintenance isn't a big deal for you then absolutely go hmm. for it but hmm. if it's not something you normally do do it for your hands or, or for someone else's wedding or yeah. you know something else fun but um, doesn't have doesn't have to be for your wedding day if you wouldn't normally do that
0: yeah okay and what about, this is from Natasha, if you have an afternoon wedding, for example, 4pm, yep. what time do you generally start getting everyone ready?
3: Yeah, so I always work backwards. Mm. So that this is how I work out a schedule. If your ceremony is at 4pm, work out how long you need to get from where you're getting ready to where you're going. So let's say it's a half an hour drive, so then let's say you'd leave at 3.30, and then you ask your photographers how long they want you for between mm. um, Being ready. Bedding, get, getting ready and then getting in the car. So bridal party photos, family photos. That mm. They might want an hour, some want an hour and a half. Mm. So let's say you're leaving at 3.30, then they might come at 2.30 or mm-hmm. 2 2.00. o'clock. Um, so you'd be aiming to finish makeup around that time, mm. 2, 2.30. Mm-hmm. Then you need to ask your hair and makeup artist how long they need per for service each person, for each yeah. person. So they might need an hour, they might need 45 minutes. Um, and then you work backwards by how many services they're doing and that's how you know when you're going to start mm. um, so people sometimes think, oh four o'clock it's such a late ceremony. we can start really late yeah. but if you've got a big bridal party yeah. and mom and auntie and grandmother yes, and like everyone's me. having hair and makeup <laughs> and they're in hour blocks like yeah. working backwards in hour, it's it, it's sort of it's bit, it up. ends up being a bit of an early start and you don't you don't always realize um, but it flies by. Mm. It seems really early when you start, mm. and then once everyone gets into it, there is just so much going on. Mm-hmm. And then that hour or an hour and a half between finishing hair and makeup and leaving when the photographers arrive, it is on chaos. <laughs> like it. It just, it just you click your fingers and you're already ready to go. Yeah. So a bit of advice is also just to be really organised. So have your like shoes and your jewellery and your perfume mm-hmm. and anything that you're going to need to take with you, little touch-up bag, all ready to go so that then when the photographer is like, okay, we're leaving now, mm-hmm. you're not like, oh my God, where's all my stuff? Yeah. And, you know, it's all kind of quite <laughs> frantic, especially if you have a big bridal party. The more people you have, the yeah. more... Chaos. There is going to be joy. It's I can't good wait. It's <laughs> chaos. It's great chaos. Yeah. I had six bridesmaids. Yeah. I had a big wedding. Yeah. Um. And it was amazingly fun. Mm. Um. But yeah. It. It's. It's. There's a lot of moving parts, and so sometimes people think, "Oh my god, we have to start at eight o'clock or nine o'clock." Mm. It's such a late ceremony, but that's just that's just that how long it, it takes, yeah. and it's actually like part of the funnest part of the day. Mm. So um, it can be a really lovely thing to have everybody together. And each time someone gets out of the makeup chair, they just look so beautiful, (laughs) you know, so excited for each other. And, you know, you can all have like a nice lunch together and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, that's my advice. You work backwards from every step and then ask your suppliers. Don't tell them. Mm. Sometimes that happens. People say, I'd like to start my makeup at whatever time. And then when I do the math, it's like, no, no, that doesn't add up. So ask them how long they need and what time it suits them to start rather than telling them what you might want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What about with hair? Do people, should they wash their hair the night before or the day
3: of? Yeah, so I usually I would say the night before Mm -hmm. or the day of. It depends. Like I know my hair gets really oily Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to wash my hair on the morning of the wedding, Mm -hmm. Um, but my hairdresser, Um, Wendy from Tonic didn't Mm. want my hair to be dripping wet and like silky smooth when she got there. So I um, put like a little bit of sea salt spray in the roots and then blow dried it Mm -hmm. so that it wasn't... um, too smooth and slippery, but if she'd said to me, I really, really want you to wash your hair the night before, I would have washed my hair the night before. Yeah, so it's usually um, just talk to whoever's going to be working on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. But, um, yeah, the myth of having like dirty hair is not, n- no, we want clean hair, yeah. it's just, but most people don't want to start from dripping, dripping wet. It just adds on a lot of extra time to, uh, trying to dry it, and it can also end up too smooth and too, too silky. silky. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, okay, now. This is from, this is one, the last one from the community and it's from Ren. Tips when doing custom-made dresses. So, Kaya, I suppose the one thing when a dress is being designed from scratch, as we said earlier with my um, reception dress, is the unknown of how it's going to turn out and I suppose what if you hated it when it was done. Does everyone kind of do that calico step? Like, I mean, they should, definitely.
2: Yeah. It's a really, you know, having the calico or a toile, mm. it's like, um, a cloth mock-up of your gown, which yeah. gives um, us as the designer and the pattern maker an understanding of the fundamental fit, mm. but it is really daunting for a bride because it looks generally nothing like the. <laughs> yeah, you were like, to make
0: sure no one comes to this fitting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: Or if I could blindfold you, I would, because yeah. it can generally stress you out. But I think going back to you know you choose the designer or the brand you work with because you trust them. Mm. And The communication, but also if you're not a visual person, probably the made to measure bespoke path is not for you. Yeah, um, it's probably better to see the gown on and know what to expect with maybe a tweak here and there. Yeah. But if you are quite visual and you do trust who you're working with, or you have an you know a pre existing relationship with them, or you've seen their work and you absolutely adore it, mm-hmm. then I think you can go down that path and you know make sure that you ask questions, see fabrics, see sketches, um, ask for real photos of real brides if they're if uh, someone's trying to explain to you what it looks like say do you have any visual reference Mm. of that because for me I know when I work with clients my biggest thing is what I think in my head and the words that I use to explain it will that person Mm. translate that the same way and in the same language
0: yeah and I gotta say the way that you kind of you didn't just have the sketches you then printed out like this massive mood board and it was like you pointed at like the torso of one particular dress and we're yeah. like see how this does this we're going to going to go with that or like the color of that or the sleeve of that so it was like we were piecing it together and cuz i could see it all in front of me it was a lot easier and it made me feel to a understand lot more, yeah and especially
2: like my sketch you know my sketches are quite basic and i understand them and exactly what they're going to look like when they come to life but for someone translating that in their mind they might have another picture mm. that they're kind of meshing it with and so making sure you're on the same visual path is mm. really really important mm. and also like I said if you are not someone that can visualise and it, find it hard to trust mm. the person that you're working with then you definitely need to probably find something that is already sampled
0: Yeah and I feel like people just don't need to feel that they have to go for something custom you Absolutely know, not. you just find the
2: absolute perfect dress on the rack. Exactly and there's so many beautiful designs mm. out there now. I know when I got married and probably even knew a bit Mon like it was a really limited pool of what you could find particularly in Melbourne whereas now there are Options mm. and there are, you know, you can research online and you can have a look around at what what there is mm. and go into those boutiques, you know. And I do recommend that girls, you know, do try about three different boutiques, not mm. too many, because then you can overwhelm yourself yeah, as well. Yeah, that came it's up a confusing. lot too, I suppose. Girls yeah. were saying, like, I feel like I've gone to too many, now I'm confused of what I like. Exactly, because you just over it's, it's, first of all, it's quite daunting to, if you haven't had heaps of friends that have been married or mm. been a bridesmaid a million times the bridal industry can be quite closed in some respect in that every different boutique might offer something different. They might run their appointments a different way. They might be private appointments or it might be open appointments or it might be that you need to book one month out versus four months out. So Mm. finding out who those brands are that you really are interested in, making sure they're in line with what you think you might want and then choosing three I think is a really great number. And then if after those three you still haven't found what you want then Mm. you can give it a rest I Mm. think for maybe a few weeks if you have the time and then going back and having a little bit of a look because if you go to five, six, seven or eight, like there's just so many options mm. and then you might just confuse yourself when it could have been a really simple choice mm. in the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm. And last question um, before I forget to ask it was on budget. So for like wedding dresses, um, I suppose it really depends on, again, if it's going to be custom, it depends on the brand that you choose and everything, but what are the kind of different price brackets people can expect with a bridal gown? I mean, I know people in the past have, have found a perfect gown at like Meyer, and that was enough for them and they wanted something really casual and beautiful and that was fine, but in the bridal market, kind of what are the Yeah,
2: prices? in the bridal market, for instance I'll talk about our own brands. Probably mm-hmm. a good starting point. We have our chosen range which is retailed between two thousand and mm-hmm. seven thousand and now two thousand gowns are generally the plainer gowns but mm-hmm. up at the seven thousand dollar mark is more those intricate beaded gowns or mm-hmm. all over beaded gowns. And then we have our made to measure which starts from about eight thousand mm-hmm. plus and mm-hmm. can go up to you know, depending on what they yeah, want. Yeah, depending on what you want. And also, you know, we do a lot of, I design a lot of custom fabric. So mm. if you want something, a fabric or a beading designed custom for you, that obviously adds quite a bit of price because there's a whole development process within that. But I think at the moment, the average price point for a gown sort of made to order is between three dollars and $4,000. Mm. But like you said, if that's not for you, mm. you know, there are other options too. Yeah, um, With a lot of ready-to-wear um, labels now bringing out You know, sort of more lower price point options, Mm. but I think it is nice to have that bridal experience in store too. Yeah, no, I
0: loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, and I'm sorry, Mum. I'm so sorry. My Mum was so upset when I when she t- found out that I found the dress and I didn't take her with me. I was like, I
2: didn't know. We got c- to have her once, yeah. go in store. Yeah, she loved which it. Which was the best. That she was loved awesome. it.
0: But I just... For me, I went to you, and that was it. Like, I didn't go to anyone else. Thank and you. it was just because I had such a good feeling at the first fitting, and I suppose the reason I didn't take anyone, like... Laura or any of the girls and, and mum was because I
2: kind of knew what I wanted and I didn't want anyone else's opinions Well that's the other thing, opinions is a big one which I haven't brought up before but sometimes if you go shopping as well and you take five of your friends, you're probably going to get five different opinions because mm-hmm. not everyone is going to have the same vision for you as a bride on your wedding day, totally. so I think coming on your by yourself was so smart because yeah. then at least you made the decision what you loved and what yeah. you felt beautiful in and then it's great to take Friends, family, loved ones. Later down the yeah. track, but then some people also need a support totally person, which yeah. I get as well. But maybe not taking everybody totally. is a really good piece of advice and mum's still got to be the first to see it so that's all that matters
0: (laughs) (laughs) well thank you guys so much kaya thank you so much for the whole process like you thank you you've made it so exciting and and incredible and i've picked up my dress now so i (gasps) I just want want it it to be now i know (laughs) i don't want to wait i know and mon i'm so excited to share that day with you yeah me too and um can't wait i really can't wait it's coming around so quickly (laughs) thanks guys thank
2: you steph
0: Well, we
1: hope you guys enjoyed that chat. Yeah, Yeah. it was great. I learned a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Taking notes the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) So now time for question of the week. Stephanie, what have you
0: got for us? Uh, Okay, I've got a question and your Instagram handle is Spalub. Love that. Love that for you. I don't know what that means, but you've sent in a beautiful question. So I really wanted to read it out. Lawsy, I'm going to start with you. What was your first date like with Dalton? And then I will share my first date with Josh.
1: Oh, so it was at a little restaurant in Fitzroy. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it's called Archie's. I'm quite sure it is called Archie's, and it's um, like a really cozy little. I can't remember. Dawson has much better attention to detail memory mm. than I do, so he could probably tell you exactly <laughs> what we ate, but I can't remember. But I just remember it being really cozy and intimate, like not one of those, you know, those restaurants where it's like super bright, yeah, and you can hear everyone around you. It wasn't super like that. Romantic. I just felt like it was just us. It was very romantic, nice. and yeah, that was that was our
0: first date. That's nice. Um, Josh and I, our first official date was because we actually had our first kiss at the farm. Gorgeous. <laughs> We'd be, I'd been, yeah, I had a crush on him for years before we got together. <laughs> so I was very excited for our first date. We actually officially went out in public for a date um, at South Bank and we went to a little Italian restaurant, which I don't know if it's there or not anymore. Um, but it was really it was really nice. It was funny, like, to, to be finally going out with the guy that I never thought I'd get to go out with. So that was cute. But, yeah, I remember it. I think I still have photos as well um and now you're marrying him Bank. how long ago was that
1: that was seven and a half years ago crazy and yeah. how long have you how old were you when you met josh 12 that's crazy yeah. so you were Bowling 12 when 13. you met <clears throat> and yes usually if you're 12 you're about to turn 13 no <laughs> i mean like sorry. i met him like really early
0: to- i think i turned 13 shortly after we met sorry that was cheeky <laughs> and then <laughs>
1: Yep. and then well, also you
0: are so smart,
1: so you probably skipped schools. Sorry. Skipped, you know when you're so smart, you skip year levels.
0: I didn't. You're I so smart. Didn't. You skip. I, ages. De- I definitely <laughs> didn't skip year levels. Fun fact: Josh stayed down a level. Oh,
1: that's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, back to Josh. Yes. Uh, so you were 12 when 12, going on 13 <laughs> when you met. Nearly
0: 13. Basically, he's two and a half years older. Okay. than Okay.
1: So and then? yeah. So he was fifteen. He and was half? fifteen. Yeah, going on. 16. So he was
0: a bit. Too, oh my god, are we going <laughs> to sing the song from Sound of Music? So he was like a little. Like I can't go there. He's a bit too old. But I'm going to have an older boy crush on him. And then the two I and like, a half well, years is yeah. is like
1: very tight minimal when you're older. after to school. But in school, it's like oh my goodness, well Dalton yeah. is he younger than me, so I'm like in school. I probably would have been like, Mm-mm, can't go out with the year eleven. That's so funny. Um, but, did did Dalton ask you out? Like that date that you spoke of? Did he ask you out? Yes. Yeah. 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 They did. Um, anyway. Uh, and after that, so you were 12 when you met. Oh, my going God. on 13. <laughs> back so Josh was 15 and a half. We're back to this going on 16. Yeah. And then when you started dating, how old were you? I was 18. 18. So yeah. six years of knowing each other, being friends, and then 18, yeah. and then marriage in when you're 20, I've just gone, blank on, how old are 25, <laughs> going on 26 if we want to do that again. That is so special. So 13-year love story so far. Yeah. And then it's going to be another, I'm hoping you live to 105, so another 80-year love story from here. Hopefully. Love it. Well, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. That was a great question. Great question, though. <laughs> it was nice to, to reminisce on the past. Um, and we- I learned a lot about maths. <laughs>
0: Did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, we will be back next week for our last episode, guys. Yes. For No, not forever. No, That's not forever. Sad. That was a really
1: depressing <laughs> Last episode for the year. Yeah. We're having a little bit of a break. We're going into planning. We want
0: this podcast to be everything that you want. So if you have yeah. any
1: feedback for us for next year, please let us know.
0: Yes. And we're really excited to come back because we really, really have enjoyed doing this. Yes, yeah, the best. But as everyone needs a break, we need a little bit of a Christmas break. So, yeah, next week's episode will be our last, oh, uh, except for the little bonus episode. Lossie's Get ready for the bonus in, episode. Yeah. Bonus episode and then one last one and then we'll be out. Um, but it has been an absolute pleasure, guys. Anyway, we'll have our goodbyes next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. You can it's follow emotional. us yeah. on Instagram at Keep A Cleaner, at Laura henshaw at Steph clare smith and our website www.keepacleana.com.au if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe and we will see you see next week, week when
1: Steph is away not 25 going on 26 yeah. bye bye <laughs> <laughs>